Hello beautiful survivor! Welcome to Stroke Surviving the Odds with me Karina, your host and creator. 25 years ago, I survived a brainstem dissection that led me to coma and reluctant syndrome. When I came back too, my mission was and is very clear to empower people that if I can do it, there is no reason why you can't survive this world as a stroke survivor yourself. I recommend you go right ahead and download, follow, subscribe to this show because it's full of information and hacks that will allow you to adjust to your new reality, not just for yourself, but for your family also. And I assure you that this life of yours doesn't need to be as painful as it is because there's plenty of beautiful life to live after stroke. Grab yourself a drink, a pen and paper, because the faintest of ink is better than the best memory, and come and meet me here in my dining room, where we are recording today's episode. There's an old saying that says that you never go in the same river twice. Guess what, guys? Because you survived a stroke, and you have a prior life and a new life, guess what? You are stepping in the same river twice. The reason why it's being said like that is because river has life, river has movement, it has current. And you as a stroke survivor get to step into that life again. You see, the river is a parable. You get to step into this life of yours again. You get to make wrongs right. You get a second chance. A lot of people don't get a second chance. You're one of the lucky ones. I am a lucky one. So until you realize that, it's going to be harder for you. And what you resist persists. And I want you to step into your new life. I want you to step into that river. Do I make sense? One of the ways that you can go right ahead and embrace this new life that you might have is by stopping living in the past. The past is behind you. The past can't be undone, unfortunately. Your childhood, your bullying when you were in school, um, divorces, bad relationship, bad friendships. We can't undo that. It is done. It is part of your story. What you can do, though, is leave the past where it is and move towards the future. Because the past is actually an endangered species. In the next segment, I'll explain what I mean. Go right ahead and tell me what you think of this episode or any of the episodes that I produce. On Facebook, I am at Stroke Surviving the Odds underscore the plot page. And on Instagram, I am at SSTO underscore the podcast. Your body and your mind are housing all of those bad memories, bad thoughts negative things that you've 
experienced in your past. Now, what happens is that the brain doesn't get the notion of time. It doesn't know if something happens right now or 20 years ago or 20 years from now. It has no notion of time whatsoever. Therefore, when your body is housing a negative feeling, a negative memory, your body is going to react exactly like it did back then. So basically what you're doing is that you're constantly reliving the past. Whatever it may be, guys, I'm not going to give you examples because there's millions of you out there. And everybody has a very individual story. So I can't tell you what your story is. But I can assure you that whatever negative feelings you feel, or rather that you think your body is going to react the exact same way. The main reason of, like I said, being an endangered species is having a loss of habitat. I just finished telling you that your body and your mind are housing all this baggage that you might be having, that you might be carrying for the past X amount of years. I just finished telling you that. How would your life be different if slowly but surely you eliminate you no longer house those bad memories and those bad feelings and you start living a very happy fulfilled life today so when i say that your past is becoming extinct is becoming an endangered species it's because you are no longer allowing it to affect you and i am so proud of you for that it's work that has to be done day in, day out. But again, if I manage to do it and I have a very heavy past, a heavy childhood, if I manage to do that, there is no reason why any of you can't. You get that? No longer housing those bad thoughts, bad feelings, bad memories. Because those are only going to be creating more fear. And I don't know about you, but I don't like to live in fear. I recently turned 50 and I vowed that I was not going to live the future, my future 50 years, like I lived the previous 50 years because of all that baggage. I made a conscious decision to let it go, bit by bit, get the resources that I need, do the homeworks that I have to do. Whenever I listen to a podcast such as this one, I always have a pen and paper because I do have aha moments along the way and I want to implement because if it worked for the other guy that I'm listening to on this podcast, why can't it work for me? So I'm only paying it forward with you. Stop housing and start endangering your past. At some point, your past will no longer exist. It will only be a fragment, 
of your mind and imagination. Do you guys know what a story is? A story is something that we repeat to ourselves over and over and over. And we end up knowing it by heart. That's a story. So when I say that your past is going to be a fragment of your mind and part of your imagination, is because I know that when we have a stroke, first of all, we have an overactive imagination. And like I said before, the, pa the, the, the brain doesn't understand what happened before and what's happening today. Therefore, it's reacting the exact same way. And we have an overreactive imagination, especially at the beginning of having had a stroke. We're still adjusting. Now I have much more control. I have control, actually, over my thoughts. But that didn't come at any cost. But you know what? It is just a story. I'll give you a very quick, quick story. If someone out there has been cheated on in a past relationship and are depriving themselves of being in a relationship or being in a relationship and not striving into it by fear of being cheated on, you're basically depriving yourself from joy and happiness and good feelings and good intention and good communication the person you're with doesn't even deserve your fear, but yet it's there, it's happening. And at the end of the day, you're the only one who's paying for it. That's why I really, really urge you guys to live in the now. And children have a funny way of looking at everything that we do. So if you have children at home or grandchildren, let me tell you they are watching. And if they see grandma in a state of sadness and anger and confusion or silence, maybe, that's going to stay in the mind of that child when they grow up. And again, I don't know about you, but I did not want to do that to my daughter. So in the next segment... I am going to give you guys a couple of tricks on how to start living a better life now and let the past be the past. What do you think about that? One of the things that you can definitely do to stop living in the past and self-inflicting pain to yourself is by living in the now. It sounds easier said than done, but it is doable, guys. So what I'm going to do is give you a couple of simple steps, simple things actually that you can do every day to add a little bit more joy and happiness in your day. Adding these little moments, they're not big extravaganza things, but by adding these little moments, every day adding one extra, an extra, an extra, I guarantee you the result is going to be palpable. You can definitely, definitely feel it right away. And remember the ripple effect I'm always talking about. If you're happy, your husband's going to be happy. The dog's going to be happy. The kid's going to be happy. There's going to be a nice energy flow going around the house. That is what we want. 
So, you guys ready? You have your pen and paper? Let's do this, guys. As I'm talking to you guys, I'm also looking at my computer screen. And I will always do some research on what I want to talk about because I want to make sure that I'm telling you exactly what is a fact. And a fact is a fact. Now, the meaning between living a fulfilling and happy life is described as such. We ask people what happiness means to them. Their initial thoughts usually describe pleasure, things, moments that can bring joy and positive emotions. Isn't that what I just told you? All right, let's move on. However, soon after their thoughts turn into a different type of happiness, friends, family, pets, work, volunteering, learning, hobbies, creative pursuits, art, music, nature, faith. These are all things that give you your own individuality, guys. Isn't that amazing? Really, isn't it? You know what's funny? Once we have a stroke, we often think that the world revolves around us. It's like that for a few years. I'll, I'll tell you that, okay? Until you really push through and you understand that it is not. But you often think that the world revolves around you. But you know what? One of the things you could be doing to realize that it doesn't is by giving, giving to others, giving of your time, giving of your knowledge, giving of your energy, even if you just say one phrase. But giving is one of the best ways to feel good to have that happiness, that dopamine rush to your head, just as if you just ran a marathon. I went downtown for for something this week and I bought myself a nice hazelnut coffee at the coffee shop. And I didn't even take a sip because I don't like my coffee to be too hot and that one was very hot. And as I'm walking, I said thank you and I walked away. And as I'm walking, there was this beautiful young girl that was homeless on on her mat on her bed and I asked her would you like to have my coffee I didn't have any would you like to have my hot coffee and she said yes I felt like a million bucks just by giving my freaking two dollar cup of coffee it might not be much for a homeless person it might not be much for me but for a homeless person it is huge So give, guys, give. Another thing, relating to people. I know COVID has changed a lot. So if you're someone that had a stroke when COVID hit, uh, my hat's off to you because I admire that because I don't know how the heck I would have gone through it. So really, relating though, you can... Because of we can't always have contact with people still. Some people are not comfortable. Some people are still wearing masks and practicing safe distance. But you can relate to people by being online, by being on meetups, by 
talking to different people on Facebook. Those are ways of relating your own individuality. You feel like you are important because you are relating to others and giving them parts of you. I'm not going to tell you how exercise helps because you guys know it. I tell you all the time. So go out and figure it out for yourself, but do exercise. Another big thing is having meaning. Meaning of who you are, what you did, perhaps the meaning of being part of something that's bigger than yourself. Because I just finished telling you not everything revolves around you or around me for that matter. But being part of something bigger, being part of an organization, perhaps a church group, give meaning to your life. I'm not saying to become a Mother Teresa, but give meaning to your life. In all of your past life and today, you are building resilience. You have built resilience and that is huge guys you might think that you you haven't accomplished much let me tell you you have and one of the ways that I personally realized how far I've come and how resilient I am is by writing my life down just a, a couple of phrases fragments of of things just just to see how badass I really am. But all of that that I just told you is going to bring you more joyous moments and feel-good dopamine in your brain. And by having feel-good, you're going to forget about the bad stuff. You are going to be rewriting your second story. I just had a thought right now. Because my next thing is telling you how feeling of gratitude gives you better results and you might be saying yes yes I'm thankful yes thank you but the image or rather the scenario I have in my mind is that um, I, I met someone and we talk all the time and whenever I tell that person I appreciate you in my brain, it brings back a lot of gratitude. It brings back a lot of good emotions because we share good, deep talks. And we have a lot of things in common and we share a lot of views. And it makes me feel good that that person is in my life. So I let them know, I appreciate you. The next one, we're almost done, but the next one is creating in your mind, visualizing. When you visualize, you attract because you've sent out to the universe, in the universe rather, what you really want and you are attracting it. This podcast, I have a, a little board in my room 
and I wrote down that I would like to be that's at the beginning of the year I wrote down on a post-it that I want to be in the top three podcast in this category by the end of December 31st turns out that last week I looked and I am number two our show is number two so you see, I created in my mind, I worked my ass off here. I love you guys. I love what I do. I created, I sent out that that is what I want for the end of the year. And I got it two months before the end of the year. You see, the power of thoughts. So instead of playing bad stuff over and over in your mind, how about you play good stuff and good results and see what happens. You'll be surprised. And last but not least, think how you think. Yep, sounds funny, eh? Think how you think and change your actions. Because if you think positively, you're going to act positively. Sounds good? That is what I have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed. And make sure that you talk to me on Facebook and Instagram. You follow, you subscribe, you download. And I am going to talk to you soon. I love you very much, guys. Bye.